Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome everybody and in this episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I am talking about how to make sure that you are making a profit. Now, for those of you who know me and follow me, you know that I have a very favorite word, and that is mathsing. And it is all about doing the maths in your business and making sure that you understand your numbers. Now, don't zone out. I know maths is a little bit of a boring subject. Accounts is even more boring, if that's at all possible. But at the end of the day, when you get to the end of the financial year and look at your figures because you have to, because you have to send them to your accountant or do your tax or whatever, uh, what we don't want is for you to get to that point and just feel that terrible misery where you realize you've made absolutely no money or even worse, you've been working for a dollar an hour. So there are a number of things that you can do to ensure that you are making a profit. And of course, pricing is one of the most important parts of that. Now, it's really something that you need to think about when you're pricing your products or your services. It's not about what you think people can pay. It's about what you need to charge in order to make a profit. Now, there is no reason why you shouldn't make a profit in any equine business. I have worked with a variety of different kinds of businesses, and they are all perfectly capable of making a profit. It is just partly a money mindset issue, and then also just a matter of getting enough clients, the right kind of clients, selling enough stuff, and keeping control of your figures, keeping control of the ins and outs. So how do you price to make sure that you make a profit? Well, you have to do a bit of reverse engineering. Um, And this is where you're going to have to get your calculator out. I'm really sorry. Buy a cool calculator. Make it fun if that's what you need to do. I've got a rainbow one. And uh, I reckon that makes my massing a little bit more fun for me. So what we want to do is to sit down and work out, first of all, how much you need your business to earn in order to cover all of your costs. So for product-based businesses, not only do you need to cover the cost of the materials or the products that you sell, you also need to cover the costs of running your business. So there are things like insurance, R, memberships, subscriptions, software, 
office supplies, things that you need to pay in order to be able to run your business, the internet, your mobile phone bill probably. So all of the things that you pay, regardless of whether you've got one sale or 50 sales, those sorts of things are your cost of running your business. So you need to have an idea of how much that costs. When we're looking at expenses for businesses, there's typically there's two kinds of expenses. One is the cost of goods sold, and that is anything that fluctuates depending on what you sell. So say you sell bridles, uh, and say you've bought in 10 bridles, the cost of those 10 bridles plus the cost of the freight for those 10 bridles, plus the cost of the freight sending them out to customers, those things are cost of sales. Now then, the other things for your business that are not cost of sales might be the cost of your website, your hosting, your domain registration, your business name registration, your insurance, all of that sort of thing. So first of all, it's important to recognize that as well as just buying the product, you also have a whole heap of other expenses that something needs to pay for. So you can't buy bridles in at $50, add $20 on and assume that you're making a $20 profit because you're not. You're actually having to pay probably 14 of those dollars out to insurance and registration and all those sorts of things that I've spoken about. So what you need to do is actually sit down and figure out what it costs you to run your business before you actually start doing anything and then what offering your product or service is costing you. For service-based businesses, the sort of things that you need to figure out are per treatment, session, saddle fit, whatever it is that you do, how much does that cost you to produce? So you might have to take into account things like uh, the cost of fuel, uh, the cost of your registration and your insurance again, uh, anything wear and tear on your vehicle if you travel to people, anything that your rental of a building, if that's what you do. So those things are the things that need to be um, taken into account when you are actually figuring out your pricing. So as the handmade businesses, for you guys especially, what you need to do is not look at something finished and go, what is that worth to somebody else? Well, do you think people would pay $20 for this? Do you think they'd pay $30 for it? You have to figure out how much all of the materials cost you. And then you also need to figure out how much time that thing took you to make. And then you also need to figure out how much it costs you to run your business and how much you want to earn. So I often do maths with people and it can get a bit confronting, I'll be honest. So we might figure out that you, um, let me use brow bands as an example. And for those that don't know, I used to run a very successful brow band making business. I did that for over 10 years and sold that business some time ago. So I have a bit of experience in the brow band making department. When you are making brow bands, your materials, let's say you work out your materials cost $22 per brow band. And then let's say it takes you two hours to make that particular one. So if you've got $22 and then let's say you decide you're going to charge $20 an hour for labor. So that's where people start saying, okay, well, I'll charge $65 because it's two hours of labor and then it's $25 of materials. But it doesn't work out like that because then 
where is all of the money to pay for the internet, for the marketing, for my mobile phone bill, for my website, for all the fees that I have to pay when people pay by credit card? And suddenly that $20 an hour can become more like $5 an hour because I've spent all of that extra money on other stuff. I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely okay to make a profit making a business, running your business. And that's the other thing to bear in mind is just because you have a horse business and you might love it so much, it doesn't mean that you're not running a business. It doesn't mean it's a hobby. There's this common misperception that running horse businesses is actually a hobby and that it's not taken seriously. Like I'm just calling BS on that. It's not true at all. We have every right to make a profit and get paid for what we do and make a good profit. And there's nothing wrong with it. We do not need to work for free. If I said to you, I am going to offer you a job. You need to work 75 hours a week. Um, and it's the kind of job that you're going to think about 24 hours a day. It's going to keep you awake. Uh, you're always going to be thinking about it, always going to be working on it. But I'm actually only going to pay you $5 an hour. Are you happy with that? Now, if your answer is you roll your eyes when you hear me say that and say, of course I wouldn't do that, then don't do that to yourself. That's the important thing. Don't do that to yourself. So many businesses, when I sit down and work it out, are working for nothing. If you are not making a profit, there's there's really only two possibilities there. You're either not making enough sales or you're spending too much money. It's as simple as that. There's no, oh, you know, know, I've got to put in six years of hard work before I make a profit. What a load of crap. That's not true. Who would go and work for an employment and say, well, obviously I won't earn anything for the first six years working for you, but after that you can pay me really well. So why on earth would we do that to ourselves? There's just no reason. So you need to pay yourself. That's important. And paying yourself, and you can spend that money on whatever you want, hairdresser, saddle pads, obviously, uh, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be anything to do with the business. When you are doing your massing, you need to put away a certain amount of money towards improving the business. So perhaps you are need to do more education. Perhaps you're in that industry where learning another, uh, perhaps healing modality is the way to go. Or maybe you need to buy in more supplies, or maybe you need to branch out and buy some more products, or maybe you need to invest in hiring a VA to do some work for you or paying a marketing company, whatever it is that you need to do. That needs to be part of your business. So when you're pricing your products, you need to have a certain percentage of every product's profit margin that is going towards those things. And it really does boil down to the simple fact that if you don't keep track of your numbers and you don't do your massing, you are going to feel pain at the end of the financial year. There's just no way that you can do anything else. You need to be across your figures. I could say this multiple times until the cows come home and yet I still come across business owners that are head in the sand, in complete denial, 
I'll uh, add up all my sh- my shoebox full of receipts at the end of the year and then I'll cry because I really am not making any profit. You know, who wants to be stressed where they're at the point where every week they're like, can I afford this? Or for those businesses, and I know people that have to do this sometimes, that are taking out those PayPal loans to pay off their credit card because they can't afford to pay their credit card off. Like that is a very, very, very big mistake in your massing to begin with. And probably it's the way that you priced things. Or in the case of product businesses, it's often the case of somebody wants, you know, this particular pair of boots. I've got to order a minimum of three pairs. I'll just order another two and put them in stock. And those two never move. So often is the case that product-based businesses have a whole pile of stock that's not moving, that is dead money, and that's their profit sitting there. So be mindful of that kind of situation where you're ordering in things. You have to order in a whole heap of things. Make sure that you are ordering things in that are going to move and that if you can't move them on, that you can at least put them out at a lower rate just to just to get the cash flow in. And I'm not big on constant discounts, but at the same time, if something is not moving, then you've got to get it going because dead money, it's dead money sitting in your workshop, not selling or in your store, not selling. So how do we actually make this all happen? Well, the first thing that you need to do is sit down and write out all of the things that you sell. So sell could mean selling a product, custom-made thing, or selling a service, a massage for a horse, a saddle fit. So how much do you charge for each thing? And then do some reverse engineering and figure out how much it costs you to run that and how much you want to earn. And let me slap you right now. If you come back and say to me, I'd be so happy to earn $300 a week. Because if you want to earn $300 a week, go and get a job delivering pizzas for Domino's, which is what my 17-year-old does, and he earns more than $300 a week, and he's in full-time school. So if you want to earn $300 a week, go and get a job at Domino's or Macca's or something. If you actually want to earn a genuine income, then there's no reason why your business can't do that. You have to just figure out what you need it to do, how many of this you need to sell, how many services, what you need to be spending, blah, 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 and then figure it all out from there. So earlier I said that there's two issues. One, if you're not making a profit, one is you're either not getting enough sales or two, you're spending too much money. So not getting enough sales is something that, of course, I will cover in more than one podcast and all of my resources jump on my website have a look there's all kinds of things that I teach in order for you to make more sales but let me talk about spending too much money if you have subscriptions that you don't use so if you've joined a membership that you are never taking part in if you have an app that you used once and you're paying $75 a year All of those things add up. And it's really interesting. If I said to you, go through your expenses and cut 5%, I bet you nine times out of 10, you'd be able to do that without too much trouble and without feeling any pain. And I'm not talking about cutting important things. 
I'm not talking about cutting things like your accounts program and suddenly doing everything manually or by spreadsheet. Like that makes no sense at all. But if I said to you, cut 5%, I think you'll find some things that you, you could do without or you're just not using, or you could maybe drop down a level on some kind of subscriptions or memberships, or you could um, pay things annually instead of monthly so that you pay less over the whole year. So have a look at your expenses and see if there is anywhere that you can reduce your expenses. And that can be an ongoing process. I personally do this on a quarterly basis. I look through my profit and loss. I look through the detailed uh, report of all of my expenses and I look at it and I think, have I used that? Am I getting value out of it? Is it changing my life? Is it helping me in any way? And that then helps me decide whether I'm going to cull something or keep it. And sometimes for me, it's just a reminder, oh gosh, I've had this membership and I haven't jumped into it in the last eight weeks. It's a great membership and I haven't used it. Let me let me jump in. And, and sometimes it's a reminder for me to uh, take advantage of the things that I'm actually paying for. And other times it's things that I go, yeah, I'm not using that or I've used that three times or I can do that a different way and spend less money. Sometimes we get signed up to things or we pay for something one year and then we just never, ever question it again. And in fact, last week in the EE Brains Trust, I challenged all of my members to go and review all of their insurances. It sounds so tedious. Like, why am I talking about mass and insurance on a podcast? This is supposed to be fun, isn't it? But again, looking at your insurances, and I did this on in our personal budget this year, and I think I saved by reviewing our car and home and contents insurances, I think I saved us way over $1,000 a year. And I changed the way that we paid it and I've, you know, just diarized when it's all due and all of that sort of thing. You can do the same for your business expenses. You can have a review and website hosting is often a good one. Often website hosting businesses, uh, companies, they often have a really good price for the first year and then the second year it triples and they kind of do it by stealth. You don't notice um, and same with the Adobe products, actually, I noticed that they have a really good price for the first year and then it creeps up by 60% by stealth the next year. And they don't tell you, hey, your price is increasing. And it was probably in the fine print the day that you signed up that you ticked the box. Yes, I agree to the fine print that you didn't read because nobody reads the fine print. So it's a matter of looking for things like that and just re-reviewing it all. So having a time that you set aside, and that's why I recommend you do it quarterly. Sit down, print it all out, look at everything, go through your bank accounts, whatever works for you, and think, is this the best way of doing this? Is this how I should be doing it? Uh, You know, for those of you who do a heck of a lot of driving, fuel prices are obviously a big point of discussion at the moment, being that they have gone up and down like a yo-yo and they're on the higher end than the lower at the moment. So are you buying fuel on cheap fuel days? Do you have memberships to things like Costco where you can get cheaper fuel or the 7-Eleven app, if that's applicable in your area, where you can lock in a cheaper price for a couple of weeks, that sort of thing. 
so it's sometimes when you actually see, for example, just your fuel price laid out on black and white paper, that will push you to make the changes that you need to change in order to be able to save a bit of money on your fuel. And that's worth doing in the long run. So how do you make a profit? Well, the first thing in making a profit is becoming aware. And that's what I've rabbited on about so far. So becoming aware of what you're spending, of how much you're charging, of pricing your products. Now, don't be afraid to price your products according to what you need to earn, not for what you think somebody will pay. And if there's any better example, I'd challenge you to send it to me. But the one that I can think of is that Tiffany sells a paperclip for $1,200. Now, if Tiffany can sell a paperclip for $1,200, you can charge whatever the heck you want for your product. It's about finding people that will pay your price, not finding a price that everyone will pay. Okay, we're not Kmart and Target here. We are not giving out stuff at tiny markups, but relying on a bulk quantity of stuff of stuff going through. You know, those kinds of businesses rely on the fact that hundreds, if not thousands of people buy products from them every week. Let's put our heads together and start doing some massing for your business. If this has already overwhelmed you, and I bet it probably has, at the very least, Start by looking at how much you bring in, how much you spend, and then start thinking about the cost of running your business and are you covering that? And have a look at how much you're charging and make sure that if you're charging X amount that you are covering Y amount of costs and that then leaves you Z amount, which is your pay. Because, you know, we're doing this to get paid. So that's important to remember. (laughs) We do need to get paid. So I hope that this has helped you understand that even though we don't like doing maths, well, most of us don't like doing maths, and the whole idea of accounts, you know, isn't that the accountant's role? The truth is, is no, it's not. Although it is worth noting that Most accountants are more than happy to sit down with you every quarter and go through this stuff and help you. Accountants aren't just for putting in tax returns. They can be terribly useful at a lot of times when you're stuck and you don't know what to do. So if you're so stuck and the idea of doing this on your own is too too scary, then drop your accountant a line, make an appointment to have a meeting with them and you can actually go through it with them. But at the very least, don't go into denial. Don't put your head in the sand. Keep across your figures. Do your massing. And that is the way that you will grow your business to become a profitable business rather than just a business that you are treading water all the time. All right, that's it for today. I will catch you again real soon.